Y'all already know what the fuck's going on. It's Shayla, the girl, your girl. And if you are under the sound of my voice, you're tuning in for another episode of the Cheers Podcast. I don't know about you good people. I really don't. But I, myself personally, have had a week, a day. I'm having life, a month, a year, 2020. Whew, girl. But um, without any further need to delay, girl, doll, (laughs) grab a glass Pop a squat and get comfy because your week's gonna get a little tipsier. Cheers, ho. Bad bitch, pardon me, I say what's up. Educated, so I put her in a cut. I need a girlfriend. I need a girlfriend. Two hoes, and I think I did too much. I got two phones, and I don't know who to trust. I need a girlfriend. I need a girlfriend. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time of day it is that you're listening to this. Welcome back to my program. It's been a long time. I shouldn't have left you without a good word to step to. Because you know you can step to a good word, Lord. You can step to a good word. You know when you hear um, a fundamental truth that moves you so vigorously that you just have to step. You feel me? You just have to step. So, mm, sorry, y'all. I had to stretch. I just, ah, missed you guys a whole lot. As per usual, whenever I take one of these unsolicited, well, no, solicited, solicited, I'd be needing them, but one of these long ass breaks, I missed you in the month of August. August was, y'all, August was a lot on my life, but we're going to get into it. We're going to talk all about it. Missed you guys. Can't wait to, you know, just chop it up with y'all and to catch up with y'all and also for all of this coming content that I've planned in conversations that I've planned to have with um, great niggas. So yeah, I hope you've been well. I hope that you've been minding your business. I hope that you've been keeping up with your shit. I hope that you've been drinking your water. I hope that you've been doing all the things that you promised me you were going to do to maintain your bad bitch status in this lifetime. And I just want to clear something up right now. I just want to clear something up right now. Niggas, you too can be bad bitches. I actually prefer you as bad bitches, you know, with your things in line, with your things in order, with your hygiene intact, uh, with your swag, swagging you know, doing what you're supposed to do. Um, I just, I love that. I, I, I always love that for you. Um, I'm a little echoey today because I'm recording from the Sunroom Studios. That's what I'm affectionately naming the place that I am at. And y'all don't need to know where it's at, but just know I'm in a sunroom soaking up. You can see it uh, if you go to the IG later this week, you'll be able to see it. But I'm in Sunroom Studios and I love it here. Um, You would love it here if you were here. I promise it feels good sun on my skin, uh, the serotonin, the vitamin C. I think those are the things that keep me moving. I'm, I'm moving. I also got some drink in me. You know, I got a little herb in me. I'm feeling good right now. So I'm happy that I'm feeling good. Happy that I'm here talking to y'all feeling good. And we're just going to have a good 
time today. Um, I brought things for you as per usual to share with you things for you to chew on. I even revived something that I really want you all to chew on and I think is, you know, very valid, which is the girlfriend qualm of the week. I went back to comfort watching girlfriends a whole motherfucking lot. So I was, you know, dabbling through season three. Or is it season four? I think season three, season four, whatever, whatever, whatever. It was when Joan was dating Ellis. Um, you know, I hate Ellis with a passion. I think he's a pussy boy. And um, what occurred to me when they were arguing, it was it was the time after Joan had ran the marathon and she got to fucking up in the marathon. Because remember, Joan wasn't even supposed to be fucking with these niggas. Joan was supposed to be running the marathon and getting her life together after she was fucking with the one nigga or she tried to fuck with the one nigga who was like, yeah, let's, uh, let's get together and date because we both have Costco memberships. Like that was what she found in common to fuck around with that nigga. And afterwards, she was just like, fuck it. I'm going to focus on myself and I'm just going to run this marathon. I'm going to train for this 5K. She got the training. She was at the uh, gym and shit. But then she ran into motherfucking Ellis. Then she wants to start calling herself dating Ellis, even though their relationship was a motherfucking shit show. It was a motherfucking shit show. Everything was wrong with their relationship. They did not like each other. Ellis just wanted to be with her to prove that he wasn't a dickhead because she thought he was a dickhead. And she just saw a nigga and, you know, Joan will goddamn like anybody, unfortunately. You know, that's our girl. We're going to stick beside her. But truth to truth. When they get to argue, like, Ellis then did everything, right? Ellis, she done, like, Ellis, baby, rape me. He done called her a five, like, all type of wild shit. Up until this point in her, the relationship, she decides, okay, I need to get back to me because I'm not feeling like myself. I'm going to run this marathon. Ain't trained for the marathon, runs the marathon, fuck up in the marathon. She catch a cramp within the first mile. She can't do it. This nigga got to carry her home and she all bitter and mad and blaming him like, nigga, you came along and now I can't. That's why I was fucking up in the marathon. And it's like, granted, Joan, bitch, that was your fault. (laughs) You put that on that nigga. However... However, I will say when they got to arguing and going back and forth and he was just like, you must be in bad, you're on your fucking period. Or, he ain't say fucking because, you know, it was it was the, the regular nigga TV. You can't cuss on the regular nigga TV. But he was like, you must be on your period. Ooh, all this, you know, derogatory things, these mean ass words like nigga, you my nigga. Like, I know I'm, you know, talking a little spicy right now, but I didn't say anything about. You know what I'm saying? Yo, mother, I don't know. I don't I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. The problem is Joan raised many valid points, right? He was just like, I'm dealing with your baby mama drama because, uh, you know, he had a baby on her or I don't know, not baby on her, but like randomly popped up with a motherfucking baby. Um, he wasn't supported. He didn't call her a five. You know what I'm saying? She's just like, so why are you even fucking with me? I'm not gonna lie. It wasn't the time nor the motherfucking place, but she was raising motherfucking valid points, right? Boom. 
What I don't appreciate is that Lynn and Maya want to talk about her with William the following day, talking about some, yeah, I heard, I, you know, I know that she be running niggas off, but I ain't never seen it in person. Skirt on 22s. Y'all is my motherfucking friends, and I was raising motherfucking valid points. Y'all need to stick beside me. Y'all need to stick beside me. I'm raising valid points talking about some I ran a nigga off. This is a trash ass nigga in the motherfucking first place. And y'all should have been encouraging me to not be with this nigga in the motherfucking first place. Now I want to talk about ran me off. I told y'all I'd be concerned for the quality of their friendship. And that's the whole point of this fucking segment on this goddamn show is be expressing concern about their motherfucking friendship because I believe deep down they love each other but they don't know how to be good friends to one another talk about some I done seen her running up like yo this nigga was bugging out like he said some really hurt like she said some things like she expressed that she was hurt and he said hurtful things to her to hurt her and I feel like that wasn't fair that he was him below the belt so when she got the you know raising all the valid points of how this nigga you know what I'm saying is not it and not the ideal partner I feel like to say that oh I didn't see him ran it out that was that was a whole lot but you know whatever that was the girlfriend's qualm of the week everyone Next, we're on to the TikTok of the week. Our good word from the good people of the good talk. And this week, we are sharing a good word from my fave, Keon. Sweet, sweet Keon. Young nigga, wise beyond his years. A prophet, a visionary, an oracle, if you will. A a truth speaker. He spoke a word that resonated deep with my childhood, adolescence, and even up to my new adult years, like really my formative years. And I believe that possibly also even maybe your formative years. So we're just going to tune into it. We're just going to turn ourselves over to that word and then we're going to take it in and then we're going to talk about it. You know what I'm saying? We're just going to, we're going to toss it around. I know them goldfish that you went at like the fair and the carnival and stuff like that. Them fish need to be investigated. Cause I'm not right. Every time I seen this stand, I gravitated towards it. You wasn't finna let me leave the fair. Ask my mama. I wasn't finna leave the fair until I won me a goldfish. That's not the problem. The problem comes in after you win. Why every time I got a goldfish, the goldfish only live for two days. Now, y'all may be questioning my character. Keon. Maybe you're not taking care of it. You need to be investigated. No. I was like 10 years old and I made sure my fish was good. You can ask my block. Kids I went to school with, I put my fish before then. I made sure my fish had new clothes, new food, everything down. Them fish just, if something wasn't right. I feel like the people that were selling us the fish while we went to the fair, they was praying on our downfall. After that, I just stopped. Like, I couldn't take no more. I couldn't lose nobody else. I know you had that experience. If you had a childhood, you had that experience. Even up to the time I was in motherfucking college, one time Master Breeze brought home motherfucking goldfish. She was working at the little pump, pump, pump it up place with the little trampolines and the little nigga had a birthday party and they was like, we got leftover fish. So Master Breeze brought home the goldfish and had him at the crib. And the little niggas died. You know what I'm saying? Like... What was good with the health of the fish? Y'all wasn't handling the fish beforehand. Y'all wasn't doing right by the fish beforehand. So it comes to a real, a real nigga like myself. 
I'm trying to care for the job. I'm trying to stick beside it. I'm trying to be there for the fam. I'm trying to have a, comp- a compassionship, a compact, you know what I'm saying, with the fish. And the little nigga going to die because you wasn't taking care of it beforehand. I'm not going to lie. Master Breeze killed them fish. They was already struggling beforehand. You could see it in their eyes. They were weary. But Master Breeze also didn't aerate the things. You know what I'm saying? I don't think they was getting enough oxygen. Them jumps was floating at the top of the joint dead than a bitch. It was so sad. That was our senior college. You know what I'm saying? So, like, from age 8 to... 22 you know what i'm saying like 20 like up into my adulthood like nigga fuck that even in my like after like post-grad type shit my first year of grad school when i was in the motherfucking vague i went to fucking Pestmar. i know y'all don't be caring for these fish not even just at the carnival and whatnot but even even at the pest smart y'all not smart at the pest smart you know what i'm saying Went to the PetSmart to go get fish. I was like, bro, I want neon Tetris. I want some bad bitches. I'm going to get two of them. We're going to call them Molly and Issa because, you know, Insecure is close to my heart. I bought the two fish. I remember, first of all, the when I went there to buy the fish, the first the bitch was stirring the fish. I don't know if I ever told this story here on this platform, but I went to go adopt these fish. And when I went there, I was waiting for the madam that worked there to address me so I could tell her, yo, like, I want this one and I want this one, you know? Shorty, before I even could step to her, put her hands in the junk. She wanted to clean the junk. But before, for whatever reason, like, yo, Shorty was psychotic. Before, like, she was cleaning the the little, you know what I'm saying, cleaning the face of the glass. But shorty gonna stir the fish with her long arm. She put her arm in the junk and she stirred the fish. Like she stirred the fish up. I'm like, yo, how you gonna stir the fish? That's insanity. Them shits was being met. Them precious souls, them aquatic creatures were being were being mistreated before they were in my custody. They didn't last long. Them niggas died. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was hurt. I had to have a homegoing service for them niggas, yo. I had a homegoing service. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to post the videos. I still got the videos from the homegoing service. It was really hurtful to my heart. Like, you can't just do the dolls like that. Y'all got to treat these niggas well in your custody so when I get them a nigga like myself don't have to don't have to live in fear that I'm gonna lose the nigga soon you know what I'm saying so that's all that is I just you know what I'm saying I feel like that goes I love when our words are interconnected because I feel like that goes into our niggalation for today niggalation 1411 the good book the good chapter the good verse the good word it plainly states, why you being weird to me? The prophetess that gave us that word as well was just, I haven't, that was the most profound wisdom I think I accumulated during the summer. Like I've had multiple downloads. I've had the blessing of running into multiple, you know what I'm saying? Wise men, wise women, wise people that have told me things that have helped me to further the agenda of greatness in my life. But sis was asking the good questions. Why are you being weird to me? You could ask that to anybody. You understand what I'm saying? 
You could ask that to these hoes. You could ask that to these co-workers. You could ask that to the family. You could ask it to yourself. Why you being weird to me? Why was the pet custody niggas prior to myself being weird to me? Because in failing to care for them niggas and then giving it to me, them shit's gonna die. You wanna traumatize me? Why you being weird to me? Why you being weird to me? I'm gonna apply the negulation multiple times throughout the rest of the episode because I got some shit to say. You feel me? I got some shit on my spirit. But you gotta ask you gotta ask yourself, you gotta ask everybody. Cause sometimes niggas be being weird in this lifetime. They be doing shit that's not okay. They be doing shit that is, you know, antithetical to the progress of who you are. And you gotta ask, yo, why you being weird to me? Cause sometimes people don't even people don't even know what they want. Like she said, she was like, that's what's wrong with you niggas. You don't even know what you want. Like people don't even know why they being weird to you. So you really have to pose the good question. Why are you being weird to me? And yeah. So lovely. I was able to give y'all those things. I was able to give y'all those good words, those gems. And it's time to progress to what we are here for, for the meat and potatoes of the things at the door in the sun studios. It's just me. Um, not just me, but overwhelmingly me. I have so many things to say to you all. Y'all know I've been gone for a long time. So I just figured I would catch y'all up, let y'all know what's going on, let y'all know what's doing and just have a cultural reset, if you will, before we hop into the things, you know, it, seasonal changes. This week is the first week of the first day of fall, which is scary because summer just, it feels like summer just came and went. Like, I feel like summer was summering and then August just, you know, it just had somewhere to be. It just got on. It just, you know, it, it made its move, so... But yeah, whatever. Enjoy this music because Baby Keem's album, like Baby Keem definitely is contender for best album of the year. This album that just came out, The Melodic Blue. Um, I want a Grammy. <clears throat> it's PG Lang, fool. He's Baby Keem. <laughs> um, so enjoy the transitionary music and then we gonna get down to business to defeat the Hunts. Aaron. Tucked away, dodging blood sucking maneuvers. Okay, just say you're not ready. Okay, okay, coming in heavy. Okay, they ain't in shape, I'm petty. Okay, okay. Okay, y'all be on E unleady. Okay, okay, hold the confetti. Okay, okay, just say you're not ready. They wanna bite the hand that try to feed them proof. You cannot hide behind the shades, I see right through it. You ain't stand up on your word, then you's a fool. Then I, then I, then I, fool. Alright, so boom. Here it is, it's your girl with the words and let's just first start with what I'm drinking today because I'm lit. I'm also sweating. Um, Sunroom Studios is, it's a lit, it's, it, I said it's a lit. It's a vibe, it's a movement. 
it feel good in here, but a bitch is starting to sweat. Like I am just dabbing my sweat constantly and I'm lit. The alcohol is, is hitting the doll. So I'm going to do the best that I can today because I have so many feelings and so many things to say, but I'm also just so warm, which is interesting because again, it is the what first week of fall, first day of fall. So it, you would hope that it would be getting a little cooler. However, Maryland does this thing where it has like fake fall and we had we had our fake fall uh, last week, two weeks ago, but it's hot as dick again. And then on top of that sunroom stew, it's all glass. So the sun is coming in on some microscope shit. And, you know, I, I look, you know, I look glowy. I look dewy, but I feel sweaty and it's affecting me. It is. But that's fine. It's fine, everyone. We're fine. We're, we're so fine. Today in the sunroom stew, I am sipping on a drink that I love and I'm going to continue to participate in. Continue. And I urge you. I All of the selections are good. I've only made a few, uh, like one or two selections that I'm just kind of like, ooh, this could have been better. I need to figure out how to perfect this. And I've even actually changed some of the recipes before I posted it on Instagram, uh, just because I want it to taste good for you all and be better than what I had. Um, but I enjoy this one. I'm enjoying this one. I call it the Big Bella. It is an Italian margarita because it has, you know, margarita ingredients. It has the tequila. It has the lime juice. I didn't use any lemon. I, in fact, did pineapple. I substituted pineapple for lemon juice just because, you know, I love pineapple. I love tropical things. And I added some Disarono. Shout out to K-Bay, the good sister and Kayla. The Disarono, the Amaretto. So it's giving like a mix of Amaretto sour and also margarita and, you know, just Italian vibes, Big Bella. And I feel like it's very reflective of me and what I've been on this summer. I feel like I've been on my big boss beauty shit. Like I've been looking good. I'll be honest, I haven't been feeling my best this summer. This wasn't um, in terms of my internal feelings best summer. In terms of the things that I was doing and the way that I pushed myself to be like, bitch, we're still going to have a good time. I still did that. So, you know, my highlight reel is on a thigh wow. But um, I just feel like I've been on my big Bella shit. Like, even though I've been feeling however I've been feeling, um, the boss activity is still occurring and still in the works. So also, um, like the Amaretto, I'm just sweet and brown. Like I look the fuck good this summer. I was out here giving looks. I was out here giving lash. I was out here giving brow. I was out here just giving highlight, blinding my enemies. I I was just looking to fuck good this summer, just cute sun kiss, like giving ultimate chocolate drop. Um, and it's weird because I hate when niggas call me. Like so many niggas have been like, hey, hey, chocolate drop. Like even niggas that I have like befriended and they're cool, like just call me chocolate drop. And I've I've just come to be okay with it because it's like it's my truth, but you know, whatever. I'll lean into it. I don't mind. So yeah, that's what's up. Cheers to me. Cheers to you. 
cheers to life. You know, it's abundant. It's infinite. Don't let anybody trick you into a scarcity mindset. I'm really trying to speak positivity over life because so much has been going on. And, you know, sometimes when a lot of shit be going on, you just got to get positive on the hoes. You got to get positive on the girls, the dolls, the children. Let's check in on my ministry. As of late, my ministry of spreading knowledge and spreading education has been at an interesting place. I had to think about it for a second. I had to gather myself. I have had to do a lot of relearning. So, you know, first and foremost, educating myself in basic principles to help me like get through life. A lot of times when I get overwhelmed, I just freeze. I just stop. There is fight, there's flight, but what we don't talk about oftentimes is freeze. And I don't know if I've mentioned that on previous podcasts, previous episodes, but I tend to lean into freeze a lot. And I don't know why. I'm really trying to work myself out of that. So, yeah, I've been re-instilling basic boundaries and actions in order to validate who I am um, just because a lot was happening in the time that I left. In August, a lot happened, and I went a lot of places, and I was doing a lot of things with a lot of people and a lot of things for people, And I overextend myself. When I freeze, my communication can get a little crunchy. You know what I'm saying? So I've just been reestablishing basic standards, boundaries around others and even myself and telling myself, like, listen, this is what we're going to do and not do. And it's been feeling it's been feeling good. It's been feeling great. I have a confession to make. I quit teaching full time. I am no longer teacher bae (laughs) since we're speaking of my education ministry. I have decided to pursue other interest in terms of my occupation and I definitely want to lean in more to content creation for myself and others so I have left the realm of teaching not permanently but as a full-time thing and hustle I've laid it to the side I left teaching in the vague I miss the children a lot I it's a weird feeling because I also didn't want to go back there. So the fact that I haven't left it full time is a bit of an annoyance for me. But, you know, progress one step at a time, one day at a time, all that good stuff. But I have been job searching for something um, more in my 
my line of life, my lane, and I'm really trying to mind the business that God gave me. Um, teaching was the business that God gave me for a while, but I feel like he's giving me new business and I want to pursue that. So I want my ministry to um, still be educating, but putting people onto a different kind of game. And I'm excited about that. In August, I celebrated the second year anniversary of this podcast. As you people saw, we had the good function. We had the good drink. I had the good optic for the girls. I gave you girls too much, and it was beautiful and amazing. Thank you so much to Uncle Rickford, Papa Kelly photos um, for capturing what I felt in visual form about having made it to two years of producing this podcast through just everything that I've been through in the last two years. Um, Just the excitement and the jubilance and the bitch I made it and the champagne lover that I displayed for the girls um, over the last two years. I, it's felt good. It's been good. I celebrated all summer, basically towards the end. I just carried it all through the end of the summer. And I thank y'all for the love that y'all showed me in return. I thank you for the love that y'all have always shown me. I want to make sure that I come on this episode, every motherfucking episode, and let y'all know that there is no Cheers podcast without you. Like, I can give a toast, but I got to give a toast to somebody. And who rather to give it to than y'all? You know what I'm saying? Just much love, much love, you know, much love. Um, so yeah, that's what I've been on mentally. Um, it's been hard transitioning, not having a full-time job is so nerve wracking to me. If there's one thing my parents instilled in me, it is having a full motherfucking time job with benefits and some savings and some good shit and you know, African parents, we do so much to appease them. And I'm really going against that appeasement. Uh, appeasement. I'm really doing my thing right now. And it feels really weird. And I'm trying to unlearn all that guilt and shit. But, um, and th- just the anxiety from doing something different. But, you know, we outside. <laughs> That's the only way to explain it. We outside. Um, like I said, so many times, repeatedly and repeatedly, a lot happened in the month of August. You know what I'm saying? My sister, my dear sister, Fooms, got married to the love of her life. Big bros, abs. And it was a beautiful occasion. It was amazing. Being a maid of honor, I'm not gonna lie. It was very, very um, taxing on my heart and on my spirit. Just because, you know, when you serve, when you sign up to be a bridesmaid, right, you are dedicating a certain level of service, right? You are being like you're dedicating yourself i am in service to you as you 
are taking this next step of life, I am going to assist you in making sure that this day occurs with you know, minimal challenge and your maximum enjoyment, but also I promise to stand beside you and be an agent in the, uh, in the perseverance, mm, preservation, there it is, preservation of your marriage. It's a lot. It's a lot. And of course, I'm happy and honored to do that for my sister, but it is a lot. And it took a lot out of me, especially at a time when I was doing a lot of other things with my transition from education to digital marketing, but I'm so happy for them. The wedding was so beautiful. It was one. It was like one of them good Bella Nija weddings that you see on the internet, but you don't always get to go to in person. Like niggas really showed up and showed out, and we had such a good time. And also, I'm just really happy for my sister and her husband's bond. Like they really love each other, and they really be talking shit out, and they really like dedicated to each other. And that shit is beautiful. You know what I'm saying? Um, I find relationships generally. I was about to say repulsive, and that is that is that is overtly negative, and I'm trying to work on my cognitive distortions, but not disgusted, but I'm just kind of like, eh, you know what I'm saying? Like, eh, I don't, it, I'm not, that's not where I'm at in my journey, but I love it for y'all, and I love a good, beautiful, healthy relationship. Good shit, everyone. Good shit. I also went back to New York. Um, I love it there. I'm a stick beside New York. I enjoyed myself. Master Breeze and I and Taryn T the motherfucking dollar and Sarah P. Listen, I love Sarah P. Sarah P, you are my girl. Like I fucks with you. You you are invited. You are invited to my life. We went out to Brooklyn uh, Labor Day weekend, and it was a great time. We linked up with our good sis Ja. We, you know, went to the places. We drank the good drink. We basked in the good energy. We dressed the good dressed. We. You know, we just had a good bad bitch time to usher out the summer, begin ushering out the summer. And honestly, it was a way to treat myself after the wedding of eternity, even though it was a great time. It was also a lot of work. So I definitely had to hit myself with the let's treat ourselves to, you know, a lit ass weekend of the popping poppery. And it was smooth. It was a good time. Also, in the time since I have left you, our great, 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 excellent, 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 unwavering sistrin, Leah the artist, Leah the mommy, has given birth to our good daughter, our great daughter, Kamaria Akane Gisu Hakima Lee. The Hakim Ali family has expanded and we're so happy for them and proud of them. There is love, there is good spirit 
in their home. The young babe, the good babe, Amiri Gisuk Hakimali is embracing his young sister with love and care and 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 in defense and this is my sister this is my family we are a unit the video she sent me a video of him holding her and kissing her on the foot on the face and the forehead and just be like my sister it i i shed a tear i was in the car i was making movements and she sent me the video i shed a tear i said oh and it's just been something that uplifted me great things are happening great things are happening and I really needed this positivity in my life and the sharing of good things in my life because, y'all, life is a little bit of a struggle. It's a little bit of a struggle. And you go through challenges. And when you go through challenges, you don't always make the right decisions. I've segued, everyone. I've segued. We're human beings. We're not perfect. I've been going through the struggle lately of beating myself up, right? I haven't been making, I'm going to say I haven't been making the best decisions, but like I've been trying my best to make the best decisions, but you know, sometimes when you go through things, you don't always show up as your best self. And I feel like I haven't always been showing up as my best self in certain situations, um, not to say that I'm just completely fucking up, I guess, but I just, again, not showing up as my best self. And when I don't show up as my best self, I'm really, 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 really hard on myself. But beating yourself up is not the wave, everyone. It's not the wave. I want to speak to somebody right now. I, I, I've been instructed to speak to you right now that beating yourself up is not it. I spoke with this one time uh, with Kella Shooks. Um, and I've just been expanding on that conversation. I revisited that conversation and I've just been expanding on it mentally. When you beat yourself up, so much energy is being expent. So much energy is being spent. I'm trying words. So much energy is being spent that I don't know that you're going to have enough energy to actually do what it is that you needed to do after it is that you took that, um, you know, L or whatever. Think of it like Mortal Kombat, right? Let's say you pick Jade, but then for the CPU character, you also pick Jade. I'm literally about to go play Mortal Kombat when I get home. I'm about to take out the Switch and play Mortal Kombat. Imagine that you choose them. Remember, like when you're fighting against each other, like you have two separate bars, right? That's not how it works in real life. <laughs> in real life, you only have one bar. You're only one you. Your spirit, your body, everything, it is intertwined. We are one being. You are one man alive. Or one woman, one person alive, right? If you are beating yourself up, think of the energy it takes to beat somebody the fuck up. For my people that fight. <laughs> Think of the energy it takes to beat somebody up. You are expending energy, especially if you really don't like that nigga. You want to finish that motherfucker. You are beating ass. You are expending energy, right? So, boom. Imagine like that you're, oh, you're spending that. You're spending that. 
But then also it is yourself that you're beating up, not a CPU. There isn't a doppelganger CPU out there that I know of. It's just me, myself. So I'm beating myself up. So I'm feeling bad. I'm internalizing negative energy. It's draining me, right? Imagine your energy bar is going down. Imagine you're beating yourself up. So it's like you're losing energy from the just natural energy reserve that you have that you're using to beat this nigga up. Yourself is the nigga. Then you're losing energy from getting your ass beat. You're double time losing energy. Finish her. Y'all, beating yourself up is not motherfucking worth it. It's not motherfucking worth it. It's not good. I have suffered a very low energy from beating myself up for, you know, a L or two that I took that wasn't even that serious. I'm just so hard on myself because perfectionism is a a demon I'm trying to kill (laughs) in my life because it really fucks with my mood. Wanting to be perfect and then not being perfect and feeling like a failure, it fucks with my mood and it be digging up all type of shit that is just not okay that, you know, I wish I was more healed from that I don't want to let affect me in my greatness and potential to be great in the things I want to do because I failed at this. So then I'm thinking about every motherfucking mistake I made and I'm spiraling and I'm snowballing and I'm feeling bad and down on myself. Like, dog, that shit ugly. <laughs> Don't beat yourself up, y'all. That shit is so fucking ugly. And I felt the need to come in here and be very transparent about that because I feel like somebody else needed to hear that. And I want us to be well together. So much shit be on our mind. And I don't think we take time to acknowledge how deep shit can be on your mind and get to you. You know, some of us humans in the world, our neural pathways are very different and processing information becomes very different and shit can get very dire for us. Like this is suicide prevention month. When you feel very down about yourself to the point that you don't want to be here no more, like that shit is scary. If you're under the sound of my voice and you know what it's like to not want to be where you are because of the like turmoil you feel in, like you have to stay on top of yourself. Like beating yourself up is a very slippery slope that will lead to like crazy places. And we 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 have to love ourselves and be kind to ourselves and parent ourselves. No matter what it is, you got to parent yourself like the best parent that a child ever deserved. Loving, caring, teaching, disciplines with love and not hate and violence. You got to be good to yourself. You got to feed yourself. You got to hold yourself accountable. You got to you got to make yourself a well-rounded person. You got to give yourself grace. You got to you got to do a lot. Um, Beating yourself up is not one of those things. So I've had some other thoughts lately, some things that I've come across on the interwebs and just in life in general that I I, I have to address. Um, 
one, I saw this video of Michael Jackson performing. I can't remember what it, what song it was he was performing, but he was on an elevation device, like some kind of scaffolding device in the middle of arena. He was in the motherfucking sky and some insane wacko motherfucker got on top of it, climbed the bitch and got on top of it, like into it and was holding on to Michael Jackson. Why the fuck would you do that? Why? Why would you do that? Insanity. Michael Jackson did not stop performing though. This nigga did not miss a beat. He kept singing, singing, you know what I'm saying? Didn't push him off, understood that, wow, if this nigga falls from where we are, this man will probably die. Held on to him and kept singing. He was still giving theater with the girls. Today's artists could not have done that. They would not have done that. They would have pushed the nigga off and been facing a motherfucking lawsuit. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just saying, you know, everybody's entitled to do what it is they want to do. I'm not shaming the girls. I'm just saying everybody can't be Michael the Joseph the Jackson. And yeah, I just had to share that. I saw that and I was like, it's very important for me to share that. Next thing I want to share. Customer service has been at an all-time motherfucking low. Mm. All-time motherfucking low. I just want y'all to know that. Y'all have not been doing the Lord's work. Y'all have not been doing what you're supposed to do. Y'all have not been taking care of the dolls. Y'all have not been earning your tips. And it's really frustrating to me. I understand that we're in a Pangea, but y'all have really been taking this shit to a maximum. Uh, I was talking about the service girls on IG. You can go and see that video um, where we talked about how the service girls are implementing weird policies. And it's like, how dare you implement all these weird ass policies when you yourself are weird? How the last girl rescheduling the appointment five months fucking times. Well, I'm not available at this time. Oh, I know you booked at this time on the website. Can you come tomorrow? Like, ma'am, every time niggas want to book an appointment, are you well? But you have all these weird ass spots. Like, mm-mm, dirty work. The quality of the services is going down, but the prices and the stringency of the policy is going up. I don't like that. That's dirty work. It's giving very much, um, very much something very much um, annoying and extortion. Yeah, don't like that uh, one bit. Even at the stores, like at the restaurants, like y'all at the at the at the lounges and the clubs, like yo, d- deliver my deliver my things with some integrity. Like I'm gonna be nice to you. I'm going like you will be tipped. I promise you. But can we get a little bit of you know what I'm saying? Can I get a little bit of uh, interaction? Can I get not even interaction? You don't have to be overly friendly with me or anything, but. Um, don't, do not be cold to me. Do not be condescending to me. Do not, not do things for me. I asked the nigga, we were fucking out eating. I asked the nigga, can I have Sprite? This nigga gonna tell me no. No, nigga, I want to order a drink. You telling me no. Are you stupid? Like, yo, who? Okay. Like, and it's not even that they didn't have Sprite. Like, he was just like, no. Like, you not gonna bring... You're the server. It's not like I asked the whole... Anyway, do better. If you knew better, you do better. Do better. 
I want to talk about weaponized incompetence as well. I'm just on a roll, everyone. I want to talk about weaponized incompetence. Motherfuckers be acting like they don't know how to do things. And they're acting like they don't know how to do things. They get to absolve themselves of doing things. And that is a form of abuse. I'm going to just out and say it. You, like, that's not fair. It's not fair and it's not good. Why? If, let's give an example. This is a tweet that T sent me. And I can't remember who tweeted it. But I'm sure if you look up the keywords, you would be able to find the scenario. Right? I'm folding laundry. Or, sorry. I don't want my nigga to fold the laundry. I asked him, yo, Becky, fold the laundry. He's like, oh, you just do it so much better than me. I don't know how to fold the laundry. Can you just do it? And every single time it's time to fold laundry, I have to fold the laundry because this nigga just says he isn't good at it. Like, why would you then not learn? Niggas weaponize incompetence in order to... Keep motherfuckers subservient. And I don't like that. Motherfuckers be doing that in relationship. Motherfuckers be doing that in the workplace. Motherfuckers be doing that in so many fucking areas. And that shit is not okay. Y'all need to be okay with learning. I'm so motherfucking sick and tired of that shit. It is so... Ew. It's late. It's late for that. I also want to say that... I'm okay if you all call me a misandrist. I'm really not feeling you niggas at the time. I'm really not feeling you niggas at this time in the moment, in this place, in time and space, in the culture. I just, not feeling it. You niggas are not impressing me. You niggas are not pleasing me. You all are not, like, I'm so annoyed with everything it is that is male- and male privilege and how y'all adhere to it and how so many of y'all adhere to it you know what i'm saying why can't you define your masculinity on your own terms and not adhere to all of this old shit that is just fucking weird and oppressive and annoying right i am why would you as a nigga have entitlement to a woman's body as to determine whether or not she can have an abortion, tie her tubes beyond birth control or anything of that nature. I saw a tweet on the interwebs from Afro Sherl. A-F-R-O-S-H-I-R-L. Yeah, I got to see it through my boy. That's her name. You got to see it through my boy. Said, doctor wouldn't tie my tubes because I wasn't married and maybe someday my husband might want to have kids. Medically, my body belongs to a man I haven't met. Are y'all dizzy in this life? Like, y'all are really dizzy in this life. And it's so annoying to me. Why? I'm saying that I don't want to do this shit no more and you can't even let me have agency over my body. You won't tie my tubes because my one-day husband... Who is to say that I might even want to marry a man in the future? What if I change my mind? Like, y'all are really bugging in this society and in this world. Men having access to things and wanting things, ruling the state and the standards by which things operate in this world is so fucking tired. Like, truthfully, I'm tired. 
more like more so than anything. Like I was frustrated, I was angry, I had hatred in my heart. I was like, y'all niggas going to hell and all that. But like more so than anything, like I'm just tired of coming at y'all niggas next every single time for some different shit. Fucking plane crossing over and shit. Let that nigga pass. But yeah, like that shit is so fucking late. And all these abortion bans and whatnot. But then y'all don't want to motherfucking raise kids. Y'all don't believe in welfare. Y'all don't believe in anti. Y'all, like, y'all don't believe in vaccinations so that niggas can be safe or anything like that. Like you don't believe in anything that would preserve for the young niggas' life when they got here. That's so funny. That's so weird to me. Y'all niggas is so weird in this lifetime. Why are you being weird to me? And speaking of being weird, I want to talk about y'all motherfuckers that um, in the community that are anti-vaxxers. I was just talking about y'all. I try not to talk about this anymore because it's redundant and it's annoying, but you just have to address things when you see things and they be heavy on your spirit. As an English teacher, as somebody who spreads education, I think that it is very important that you motherfuckers have credible sources. Whenever my students are writing an essay, I always tell them, you have to have credible sources. Where did you get this information from? Tell me where you got this information from. Why? Y'all talk about some... And I did my own research. Where are you getting your information on the vaccine to be feeling the way that you feel about it? You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of the shit y'all be saying be like mad false. Mad false, mad weird. I feel bad because y'all be giving the niggas they actually can't or don't yet want to for a valid reason get there. And I mean, everybody's entitled to their thing. As usual, whether you want to get the vaccine or not. I'm just saying, the spreading of false information um, in order to defend your right to not get the vaccine is so fucking annoying, detrimental, harmful in the community. And I'm tired. Like, why do y'all insist on being dickheads in the community? Why do y'all want that to be y'all prerogative in life? Why do y'all want to be on that side of history? That's so nasty work. Like, you know how when we get to the future and we be looking back like, wow, niggas actually thought like that. Like, you really want to be counted on that side of history. That's insane. That's insanity. I have credible sources. Ask somebody. Like, niggas, science is science. Niggas can nig all they want to. And medical violence and harm has been done in this community, but... We're dying of this shit at the most alarming rate. But we just want to be married to paranoia, committed to paranoia that will kill us further. Do real research if you're going to do research, y'all. That's all I'm saying. Pero si, that's what I've been thinking about lately. I've been wanting to get back on track and stop being so hard on myself and stop being a perfectionist and thinking about like, oh, what does this look like? And what is this? Oh my God. And I'm so ashamed because this is da, 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 and it looks like this. And I did it. And I've been trying to get rid of that. And I've been trying to, you know, encourage myself and commit myself to my goals. I've been 
looking at a lot of the shit that y'all niggas have been talking about and thinking about and theorizing things and just gathering words for you all and things that I think you all should be thinking about, you know, just wanting to offer my two cents in the game, you know, it's, I always want to offer my two cents in the game, that's my whole ministry, and yeah, let's get into a lot of the transition, another music transition, a little musical breaky break, refill your drink one last good time, because I am coming back with more things for you, more narrative for you, and more speech in just word for you. All right. Fuck this bitch in a black hatchback. I front in the pics when the heart don't match. Take care of the kids, gotta go where they at. Ay. Hold on, let's get this shit. Let's get this shit. Let's get this shit. Let's. Hmm. Top of the morning. 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 Hold on, let's get this shit. Let's get this shit. Let's get this shit. Let's. Hmm. Like what these niggas on like? Shit changed, still fucking and rapping. Two bad bitches here, Cartier glasses. Huh. Her friend got pornography habits. Give me that bitch. All right, yeah. I would like to thank myself for showing up in my authenticity and giving my word with No Hose Bar and just expressing how I've been feeling as of late. That was excellent of me. And thank you for just tuning in with that drunken brain dump. I just really needed to get that off. And I love having this and having you all to share things with. And I love being able to relate to y'all because I, I know I'm not the only one. I know y'all be fucking with me. So boom, I got a drunk tale for you all. And I got a drink in the face. Boy, do I have a drink in the motherfucking face for you all in this lifetime. Do you understand me? Okay. Let's start with the drunk tale. Brooklyn. <laughs> Our last drunk tale involved Brooklyn. And we went back. So, you know, we had, we had another one. All right. Okay. We went back to our brunch spot, you know, Amber Bitch, the good drank, the good mimos, the shots that appear from nowhere, the good energy from the other patrons. Um, a great time. We had to stop it through and show love. We went there, usual suspects, me, Breeze, Ja. This time we had the addition of T the Dollar, Sarah P., and we were just bad bitches having a good time, taking the good photos, um, shaking the good ass. Just y'all know I love having a good time more than anything, especially when I'm down and just having a good time. That should be bringing me back. It'd be restoring my. It's like when you on Mario, and you get the mushroom, and it's like boop 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 boop. Or like when you be flying flying up to the hidden places, and then you get the extra life, and it's like boop boop boop. boop. It's like, yeah, you know, I was like, just love having a good time. So we're having a great motherfucking time, right? We did it again. We, well, we were supposed to cool it. We were supposed to behave ourselves, and we did no such things. We got the bottomless mimosas, and we made sure they were fucking bottomless. We kept at refill, refill, hit us again, hit us again, hit us again. On top of the shots that kept manifesting themselves the shot o'clock that manifested itself you all know 
what happened because you listened to the last episode. Um, I made it okay. T the dollar made it okay. Sarah P made it okay. Master Breeze, Master Planet of the Turn Up Like Water, our light skin leader. She made it okay. Our great sister and Ja did not make it okay. <laughs> she didn't make it okay, y'all. She gonna kill me for telling y'all this, but I have to get this off because, bitch, what the fuck? She, like, first, I mean, we were having a great time. And that's the moral of the story, again, that we had a great time. We were in the joint. I knew she was lit when she grabbed the napkin and started waving the napkin like a flag and doing the good wine. Wind up them waist and just waving the napkin flag. I knew we were in for an evening. She made it out this time. Remember last time? It was a little bit of a going to get out, but we got out. Like, this time, she made it out. It was when we got to the street, y'all, like, everything fell to pieces and shambles just a little bit. There were no spare flats, so niggas was just moving on the strength of the good stiletto. And niggas was drunk. Niggas' ankles was not prepared to make such a voyage. We was walking back to the telly um, from the drunken shenanigans. And Ja's tender ankles couldn't take the corner. She stumbles and falls. She rolls around in the street, everyone in despair at this point. Like, I fell for her because, like, she rolling around the street in despair. But, like, also, I ain't shit. I'm recording it because y'all know I record everything. We have to record everything. We have to have these memories. So I'm recording it. She rolling around in the streets. You know what I'm saying? We like, all right, we got to get her up. She's like, I can't stand up. You know, we rousingly and, like, sisterly camaraderie. We say, yes, you can Yes, you can. Get that ass up. I believe you. Get up. And she got up and we're walking, but like she ain't got her shoe in the fatigue. Like, listen, let her get her her feet in the shoe. Like, damn. You know what I'm saying? We trying to get her to the things. And she can't walk in these heels. We're like, y'all, she she has to walk in the street. But you know, Mickey, Caillou, and Drew, like the rats, you feel me? Like, Master Splinter and all them. They was in the streets. They was outside with us. They was like, this is our domain as well. Um, that weekend. So we was like, bro, what we gonna do? Breezy was like, listen, listen, listen. If she gonna take her shoes off on the count of three, niggas need to, like, we need to run like niggas are chasing us. When I say that motherfuckers counted to three and they was gone, I was like, damn, like, they did the dash. I was like, I don't even know where, like, it was crackhead strength that she summoned. I was so proud of her that she ran, you feel me, back to the telly, like, niggas ran back to the telly. I didn't run. I took my sexy time because my feet wasn't doing all of that. And I, if I ran, I might have been, you know what I'm saying? I might have accelerated my system into some fucked up chicanery and drunkenness that I might not have been able to recover from myself we get back to the room y'all we put jada in the bed she laid out in the bed we like all right we hungry we gotta go do something we gotta go to the bodega get some pizza something like we hungry we leave out we go to the bodega to go get some pizza we come back to the room jada not in the bed we like oh my god this bitch then got up and wandered the streets stomach and ass we scared y'all we scared Look in the bathroom, she not there. Like, oh my God, what, what are we gonna do? We walk further into the room. She's actually on the floor, y'all. She wrote off the bed. She was crashing ass, man. 
<sighs> so you know what I'm saying? We gotta get her back in the bed. We put her back in the bed, and we did all of this. And y'all, this all happened like by 10:45 because <laughs> what the fuck? We was at brunch, at fucking brunch, y'all. Like, why brunch always done us up? Like, brunch always want to finish a girl so motherfucking bad. Um, I blame us, but I blame them. It's a part of my personal development. I regret nothing. It's fine. It's whatever. But yeah, that was that. That we we had a time. It was quite a time. A time to be alive. Not for my drink in the face. I really didn't want to have to do this because I'm trying not to spread heteration in this dancery of life. But when somebody have you fucked up, you like, I can't go like that in life, y'all. I can't go like that in life. I'm not built that way. I experienced that act of emotional violence. So I have to get these motherfucking rocks up and and let y'all know what the fuck is going on in this society. Last week, Oh, the week before. Can't remember. Went to Chipotle. I didn't go to Chipotle. Damo went to Chipotle on my behalf, and we met at the library um, to do some work. I was working on some commissions, getting some things done. But she brought me a burrito bowl because she cares about me in this life. I asked her, I was like, yo, can I get some chips and guac? Um, she was like, yeah, got me some chips and guac, brought the chips and the guac. I was eating the chips and the guac. Um, I, you know what I'm saying? The chip, it was chipping. It was a little salty, but you know, it is what it is. I don't know if I've ever spoken about this, but I actually used to work at Chipotle. I was scooping the rice and the beans with integrity. I was the one frying the chips. The guac recipe is very important to me. When niggas don't make the chipotle recipe, I mean, guac is guac. You know what I'm saying? If you make good guac, you make good guac. But the chipotle recipe is the superior guac recipe. And that's on the little lamb that belonged to Mary. That's on the precious lion of Judah. Like, just for fact's sake. (sighs) I used to be on the salad dressing. I used to be on tortilla one, tortilla two, tortilla three. I done did everything in that joint. Um, I never was the cashier though. Don't put me on the cashier. I got too much. Mm, and my ADHD too powerful to be on <laughs> the cashier. I got my guac and when I, I'm eating my guac, I'm dipping my chips in the guac and I hit an obstacle. I had an obstacle. I'm like, yo, what the fuck? It's hard as hell. Now, I will give the girls the benefit of the doubt. Sometimes when you're in Chipotle, it'd be a high pressure situation, especially when your management not on that, on that, you know, strong tip and running a tight ship. Um, and things get overlooked. But on this day, y'all motherfuckers just y'all closed your eyes it was a blind eye y'all were stevie wonder to the bullshit you didn't care about the quality of service of food that uh, and, and and just health and wellness that y'all were putting out in the atmosphere and that's sickening to me 
as a as a former Chipotle employee and as as a mother, I was concerned. It was a whole avocado in the goddamn in the goddamn guac. You know what I'm saying? Like they didn't press it out. You know what I'm saying? The first step of making the guac is to mash the avocados into a godly consistency. Very lightly chunky. You don't like what like 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 it was a choking hazard, everyone. It was a fat at like the whole avocado, truthfully, was there. What the fuck is wrong with you niggas? Why would you do that? Do you know how expensive guac is in this lifetime? Do y'all know how much y'all out here charging for guac in a large chip? I want to have a large chip share with my mans and we find, like, you know what I'm saying, and eat and have a good motherfucking time. And you sitting here wasting my fucking time, wasting my dollars, my resources in these pandemic Pangea Pantene Pro V times. Are you fucking kidding me? Y'all niggas is insane. Like, why? how do you let a whole avocado piece be right up in the shit? Are you mad? Why would you like that? Like, I understand maybe you was late for work. That Honestly, I, I have to turn over from anger to concern. I'm concerned. Why would you let that happen? What was happening in your lifetime that you let that happen? What stress were you under that you let that happen? What kind of obstacles were you facing that you allowed that avocado to form an obstacle in my life, in my dining experience? Now, I didn't give you niggas like three, four, five dollars, three, four, five motherfucking dollars, and I can't have the experience that I wanted to have. Y'all would have thought it was just me. Y'all, I'm not in here just kirking for myself. I'm out here kirking for the community because Dama also got herself a guac, and that junk was like big, like, like you can't even call it chunky. It was just whole. It was whole avocado. What the fuck is wrong with you? Like, why? What are y'all going through in this lifetime? Y'all not quality checking the things. And this goes back to what I was talking about, about customer service. Y'all not out here trying. Niggas is out here working hard for their dollars. Y'all, I'm working hard for my dollars. Every single last dollar I have in this lifetime, I'm working motherfucking hard for it. I'm clutching it hard to my chest. So if I'm spending it, I'm spending it for a purpose. I want to have the experience I want to have and motherfucker, I wanted my guac and my chips and y'all didn't facilitate that for me like you was supposed to. When I was working at Chipotle, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's a taxing job, you know what I'm about? You be back there sweating, be back there oily. Niggas be talking to you crazy. Like, I done been on that line and niggas done call me a bitch to my face, you know what I'm saying? The tips don't be that much. You be walking away with $1 to put in your gas tank. So I get it. Working at Chipotle, it's not an easy feat, you know what I'm saying? It's really not an easy feat, but what I'm saying is do your motherfucking job if you back there mashing the the avocados for the guac do it with integrity if you back there putting together the vinaigrette and putting together the honey and the oil and the and the and, and the good apple cider vinegar all the thing like you know what i'm saying like do it with integrity if you back there making the chips don't be putting more chips than you need to put put the adequate amount of chips so that it can be perfectly crisp you know what i'm saying like niggas not out here doing what they supposed to do and it's bothering me like how dare you do that to me I almost wanted to go back and take it back to them, you know what I'm saying? The Chipotle and Watkins Park on Central Avenue. I almost wanted to take it back there 
But it would have took too much time, y'all. I had so much work to do. I just had to get my work done. But, like, all I'm saying is that when you're doing your job, like, especially everyone in the service industry, like, please do your job. Like, I, too, now am in the service industry, and I be having to remind myself, like, for real, do a good job. Like, you are charging your rate for a reason because you are saying you're, you're saying your rate is worth a particular service that is worthwhile to the customer. Make it worthwhile. Bitch. Okay. Um, that's all I got. <laughs> that's all I got. I'm getting up out of here. Um, the sunroom is warm. I'm sweaty. I'm emotional. I, I, I drank the good drink. I'm lit. I'm hot. Um, and I didn't share it with y'all. Book gang has been on a break over the last um, couple months that I have been getting my life together. You know what I'm saying? We have a lot. We have a couple books to catch up on. You know what I'm saying? So don't worry. We're still going to talk about those books. I know that some of y'all are like, bitch, I was waiting. But you know what I'm saying? Don't like, you know, keep it judge. I never forgot about you. I promise I never forgot about y'all niggas. Um, but in my absence from book gang, I've also been reading, you know, some good books, two of my faves follow-ups from things that we talked about, but also still need to talk about, um, Gabrielle Union's book was very transformative. I think the best books that I've read this year, my two favorite selections of 2021 was Gabrielle Union, We're Gonna Need More Wine, and then All Boys Aren't Blue, George M. Johnson, they, uh, genius ass uh just the between the two of them excellent books that definitely helped me in my growth and in my journey this year and i think i even need to go back and reread them and um internalize some lessons you know what i'm saying that education ministry get myself together but also they came out with their sequels like this motherfucking month um two weeks ago George M. Johnson came out with their sequel. We are, or it's not necessarily a sequel, but it's another book. Um, we are not broken, and it talks more about Nanny and All Boys Aren't Blue. Really, it really, it really was healing for me. It was transformative for me. It was so informative for me, and I really took joy and solace in learning about his relationship with his grandmother nanny like it, it it was it was so good it was it was very good for the soul so to get a sequel all about damn near fucking nanny it was great i ate that book up in fucking a day and a half i ate that bitch up George M. Johnson is fucking genius, and I, I can't wait to meet you. I manifest meeting you because I just, I just, I just, I, I, I hope you're a hugger. I want to hug you. Also, another big G, Gabrielle Union, came out with her book, her sequel, her follow-up to We're Gonna Need More Wine, uh, Got Anything Stronger. Tagline of her book is Because I Have More Shit to Say and that shit to me is so... I just feel... She's so brilliant and so hard and so motherfucking solid. And I cannot wait to get into her book as well. So even though book gang ain't been... Ganging is hard. Definitely niggas still been reading. I definitely encourage y'all to read something. But book gang is gonna be back soon. It's gonna be back popping. It's gonna be fun. Um, so, yeah been going on everyone this whole episode just what's been going on this is like the audible representation of an instagram photo dump an auto an audible dump a thought dump a brain voice dump yep that's me 
Um, y'all be well. Y'all keep up with your shit. Um, can't wait to be back with you all in the future. In the meantime, stay in your lane. Mind the business the guy gave you, the business that pays you, keeps the lights on. You know, drink your water, keep up with your health, hold yourself accountable, and keep being a bad bitch in this lifetime. Remember, niggas, you can be bad bitches too. Cheers to me. Cheers to you. Cheers to life. And cheers to these hoes. We can't love them and we can't cuff them, but we can and will pour up with them. Bye, bitches. Thousand on her, she know she gang. She's hot. Rover gang, Rover gang, Rover gang. Rover gang. Range brothers out the roof, we're not the Wayne. We're not the Wayne. Bitch, I hate to tell the truth, we're not the same. She's baby king. I'm with my Rover brother, and we're running gang. Hey, Range Rover. Ripping rubber bands on the meatloaf overseas, tidy up for me. Before I get home, take one, take two, take three. Heave it, stop, hide it, comments on your sleeve, nigga, believe it. Why your boyfriend keep on looking for me? Is he Jesus? Let's get this shit, let's get this shit, let's get this shit, let's hmm. Top of the morning, 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 top of the morning. Hold on, let's get this shit, let's get this shit, let's get this shit, let's hmm.